1: That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll. Less work, more clean. Terms apply. It's a Minimalist Monday edition of Optimal Finance Daily. Episode 526, Lessons from a Car-Free Life, by Leo Babauta of ZenHabits.net. And I'm your host, Dan. Welcome back to a brand new week here on the program. And don't forget that this is not the only show in our podcast network. We've got four other programs as well where we narrate blogs for you. We also do Minimalist Monday over on Optimal Living Daily, so you might wanna check that out. And you can find all of our shows simply by searching for Optimal Living Daily in the podcast app of your choice. But for now, let's get right to today's post as we optimize your life. Lessons from a car-free life by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net. Quote, the civilized man has built a coach but has lost the use of his feet. Ralph Waldo Emerson. This past summer, my family, my wife, me, and six kids finally gave up our car. It was a liberating and scary experience. We've been dependent on our automobile for so many years that giving it up was unthinkable. If you own a car, it's probably unthinkable to you too. We drove everywhere, to and from school and to work, to music lessons and recitals, to soccer practice and all-day-long games at the soccer field, to family events, which were numerous, to grocery stores and malls and restaurants and movie theaters and bookstores and beauty salons. Well, not for me, I'm bald, or shaven. To pay bills and run errands, to go to the beach and the parks, to do anything. So how could we get rid of our car? Going car light. For the last few years, we've been weaning ourselves slowly from the car, actually a van in our case. We went car light, gradually. And if you're considering these issues, this is what I'd recommend for most families. First, we sold our second vehicle and learned to make it work with one. At one point, my wife quit her job and began homeschooling our kids, which was great because they had their mom home all the time, something most kids don't get. Later, I was able to quit my day job and worked from home, reducing our car trips by a lot. Then we moved closer to town, so we could walk and bike more. Everything was within walking distance, including the grocery store, beauty salon, post office, beach, movie theater, restaurants, coffee shops, and more. Only family and soccer were further away, so we used the car very little. Finally, we moved to San Francisco and it's great public transit was a big factor. We were giving up our car. Note, while many other cities and towns are not as transit friendly, tons of people have gone car free in them. Walking and cycling and car sharing are all great options. Our car-free life. We sold our van, yay, and didn't buy a vehicle here in San Francisco. A few times we've rented or borrowed a car and boy, it really reminds me how lucky we are to be without one. It's such a hassle to drive, to find parking, to get a parking ticket, which I've done, to retrieve your car when it's towed, yes, that's happened, and yes, it was dumb of me, to try to find places when you're driving, pay tolls and pay for parking, to get stuck in rush hour, and so on. We ride buses and trains and walk. We're getting bikes soon, but we decided to do one step at a time. We walk a lot. We purposely picked a home that was a block away from the train stop and has bus lines that are within feet of our front door. We can get anywhere in the city easily. I often walk aimlessly just to explore the city. I take Ava and the kids on walks to show them new places that we would never have seen with a car. It's the best way to discover the joys of a new place. Cars isolate you and speed you by the best bits. Buses often have very weird people on them, who yell things or smell or dress funny. I love that. It's something my kids have never been exposed to, and now they're getting an up-close education. They're never in danger, but now they see so much more of the world than they ever did while isolated in a car. They come shoulder to shoulder with humanity in crowded buses. They talk to their neighbors. They smile at people and make others smile. We are healthier than ever. Walking is amazing. It costs nothing and yet you get fresh air, see people, see nature, see stores and restaurants and houses and plants you never would have in a car. You get in great shape. My little four-year-old can walk for miles and sing while doing it. She runs up hills. Granted, sometimes I carry her on my shoulders when she gets tired, but that's good exercise for me. We're also safer than ever. Buses are the safest way to travel on American roads. We spend so much less on transportation. Cars are extremely expensive, not only for the car payments themselves, but for fuel, oil changes, insurance, registration fees, parking costs, tickets, inevitable repairs, the cost of the space to park the car overnight, garages aren't free space, cleaning the car, and health costs, they're unhealthy. When you have so many expenses, you have to work more to pay for those expenses. Cutting them out means I work less, and that's a wonderful thing for me and my family. I have to give immense credit to my wife, Ava, for being so great during our car-free experiment. Lots of spouses would complain. Ava has embraced and enjoyed the journey. My kids, too, have been great. Instead of complaining, they've had fun with me, playing games, singing, exploring, racing. It's been a great journey as a family, and I'm glad we've embarked upon it. Limitations are actually strengths. People think of giving up their cars, and they immediately think of the reasons they can't, the limitations but I've come to realize these are actually strengths. Consider, one, takes longer. Yeah, it sometimes takes longer to get places, maybe 20 minutes instead of 10 to 15, or 45 minutes instead of 25 to 30. But that's okay, because cars, while faster, are also more stressful. Driving in traffic is stressful. So we go places slower, which is less stressful, more fun. I like a slower life. Two, the weather. Sometimes the weather isn't great. But truthfully, I enjoy getting soaked in the rain. My little ones don't mind either. They love stomping in mud puddles. We are so used to being in our metal and glass boxes that we forget how wonderful the rain is. And when the weather is good, cars isolate you from that. You don't get to feel the sun on your shoulders, the wind in your face, the fresh smell of licorice when you pass a certain plant. See the squirrels dart past or the ducks mock you with their quack. 3. Convenience. Sure, buses can be inconvenient. Sometimes they're late, and you wait, and you're late. But think about the inconveniences of cars we often forget. Parking, getting stuck in traffic, getting cut off from other people, paying tolls, paying for parking, parking tickets, speeding tickets, cars breaking down on the highway, car repairs, oil changes, stopping for gas, insurance, washing the car, the dangers of car accidents, car crashes, after all, are the leading killer of American children, the unhealthiness of it for your kids, making a wrong turn and trying to get back on your route, the expense of a car and having to work more just to pay for it, the cost of healthcare because cars are unhealthier for you and your family and having to work more just to pay for that, just to name a few. When you look at it like that, considering all the inconveniences of the various forms of transportation, cars don't necessarily come out ahead in convenience. Four, groceries. We walk to the grocery store. It's one block away. We can't carry as much as we can with the car, so we make more frequent trips. That's not a weakness, it's a strength. That means we walk more. Actually, going to the store is uphill, so I sprint uphill. It's a lot of fun and great exercise. Five, doing stuff that's not close. It's easier to get in the car and go to places while walking or riding transit takes time and sometimes planning. So yes, you're a bit more limited. I don't see that as bad once you accept this. It means you do less, which is simpler and less stressful. It means you only go places that are far if they're important. It means you explore ways to have fun near your home. Cars encourage us to take more trips, which pollute more, cause us to be busier, use up more time and money and natural resources. Slowing down and taking fewer trips is better for us, our health, our environment. Quote, life is too short for traffic. Dan Bellack. You just listened to the post titled Lessons from a Car-Free Life by Leo Babauta of ZenHabits.net.
0: Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage Shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear, upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there
1: And before we go, don't forget that you can listen to a lot more blogs being narrated to you for free. All you have to do is search for Optimal Living Daily to find our other shows where we cover personal development, minimalism, health and fitness, business, relationships, and more. Leo Babauta, who you just heard uh, from Zen Habits, is frequently narrated on all five of our shows. Again, just search for Optimal Living Daily in the podcast app of your choice and subscribe for free. And that's a wrap for another Monday episode. I will be back, of course, tomorrow with the start of a two-part post from Steve Pavlina. So I'll see you there where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more